Welcome to the Talk for Students by Students podcast. My name is Sneha Verralst and I am a middle and high school health teacher. This podcast was created as a project for my class. In each episode, you will hear my students discussing important health topics in order to provide the most important, relevant, and reliable information to you, their peers. To send a message to me, or for more information on this episode and all other episodes, please visit anchor.fm forward slash health. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M forward slash V-E-R-E-L-S-T-H-E-A-L-T-H. Thank you for listening. Hi, and welcome to our podcast. We're here to talk about resources that teens can use for sexual health. When thinking about resources, we questioned why teens weren't taking advantage of the resources provided to them in their communities. We believe it's because most teens aren't informed about what they can do or use to help themselves. We also have two local guests on for an interview about this topic. Please introduce yourself and what you do at Sizer School. My name is Lindsay Savageau, and I'm the Recruitment and Communication Coordinator here for Sizer. Okay. What are some sexual health resources that you know from experience? Well, I guess growing up, resources were your mom in school and your health classes. Um, But as you get older and find out more about what kind of resources you have in the community, you can go to places like the hospital or your own doctor. Um, There are health organizations specific to what your needs might be, such as Planned Parenthood. Um, Yeah, I mean, Google is your best friend. You can absolutely Google sexual health resources in my area and have a ton of different organizations at your fingertips and a lot of them actually have hotlines where you can do so anonymously if you have questions and are embarrassed. Okay. What do you know about these resources? Well, um, like I said, uh, usually they are willing to give you the education or help that you need, um, no matter what that need might be. Um, they have hotlines um, that you can call, so let's say you're um, having some mental health issues um, that you want to talk to somebody about, there's a hotline for that. But also, for sexual health, you can call different numbers and just say, I am looking for blank for information, and they'll be able to give it to you and direct you to direct you to other resources or people you might be able to connect with that will help you and support you. Okay. In your opinion, what is the best resources for uh, high school students and why? Well, I think the best resource for our students here would be Ms. Forrest. Um, You guys have an amazing health class um, and someone who is constantly getting updates on the most current health trends and concerns. 
and she's available to talk after schools as well as in class. Um, and she knows way more than anybody else around here um, about the resources you can connect with in the community. Now, I know that that, for some people, might be strange because she is a teacher here, but you can always talk to your counselors as well, and your counselors can sort of pass on the information to you and keep your name anonymous. Okay. Uh, next question would, would be uh, from teaching and, or observing to students. Would you say students know about these resources? And um, why or why not? I think... I think students are aware that there are resources, but I think there's a lot of factors that might keep them from accessing those. Uh, I talked a lot about being embarrassed, and that's a huge one. Um, there's a stigma to talking about sex and sex-related topics, and everyone gets blushy, and they don't really know how to ask, and I think some of us who don't have a good basis of understanding also think what they're asking about may be looked at as wrong or weird. So when we have questions like that, we tend not to want to ask anybody that we know, which is why I, I again say a counselor could help you with that or these um, 800 numbers, not 800 numbers, these hotlines um, for information or simply calling a doctor or medical professional and saying, you know, here's an anonymous question that I need asked. Internet also helps with that because a lot of these health agencies also allow you to do questions online and submit them online. Okay. Uh, have you heard students talk about these resources and were they positive or negative? I don't think I've ever heard a student talk about using these resources. I hear a lot of students talking about things that they've heard from friends. Um, and the problem with using stuff that you learn from friends, even if that friend has a doctor for a parent or um, an aunt who's a Ph.D., that's secondhand information and through somebody else's perspective um, and with somebody else's um, idea of what is important to share in mind. So they may not give you all the information that you need, and it may not be the kind of information you are looking for. So really being your own advocate and doing something as simple as Googling is going to help you way more than listening to a friend talk about what they may or may not have learned. Um, also, don't trust every link you see on social media to give you the um, proper information. I've heard many a horror story of someone who has taken a holistic uh, advice um, remedy for sexual health issues and um, it's not turned out well for them. So really do your research and you can you can get a lot from looking at the correct kind of resources. Um, you know be very wary of where you get your information from. Thank you. Uh, why do you think students don't use these resources? Um, as teens today, uh, as a mom who has a 16-year-old and listening to the things that are on her list of priorities when she is all stressed out, it's tests, it's friends, it's school, it's future, it's what I'm wearing, is someone going to think I'm cute today, is someone going to talk to me today, 
Um, there's a lot of stress that teens are under. And when it comes to sexual health, I think they're too embarrassed to want to give it too much thought. And I think that they're too distracted to think that they have enough time and, you know, the right resources to get the information that they need properly. Um, I think they just don't trust themselves to be their own best advocates. Okay. Do you think that they should be using the resources available? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, I'll tell you this much. Um, uh, someone I know, um, her best friend, um, did not feel like they could reach out and find the correct resources and um, didn't have the kind of relationship with their parents to get the correct resources. Um, and for whatever reason also didn't take anything they learned in health to heart um, and wound up pregnant as a teenager. Um, well, she loves her daughter very much. Could it have been avoided by using resources and getting the help when needed? And in that case, access to contraceptives which she readily would have used if she had had access to them and knowledge of them, then yes. Okay. Uh, why do you think students are embarrassed about using these resources and or talking to their parents about this topic? Like I said, I think there's, there's a stigma around it. I think um, when it comes to sex... It's a topic that people don't want to talk about because everybody has their own perceptions about what's right and wrong when it comes to um, the whole topic of sex and should you be having it and when you should be having it. And also, embarrassed about questions about your body. We're already suffering with body image issues. Last thing you want to do is ask a question that might insinuate that there's something wrong with your body. Um, there's a lot of fear and embarrassment attached to things related to our bodies. And I think that's why we automatically begin to get shy when those topics come up. And then when it comes to actual sex and thinking that you might be doing it too soon or someone might be judging you, definitely not going to talk about it. You're more apt to talk about it with your best friend who doesn't always have the best information to give you. A lot of it revolves around how people think of you and... Mm -hmm. What advice would you give a student who is embarrassed? A student who is embarrassed? Find anyone that you feel like you can trust to help you begin to access um, these resources. Like I said, you can't be judged by Google. So the worst thing you can do is Google and then begin to look into the resources you find from Googling. Don't trust anything that you can't, you know, look into on your own or call on your own and get more information from. Um, and I just think, I just think you could be more engaged in what you're doing if you don't let this idea that what you're asking is going to get you in trouble or what you're asking is the wrong kind of question. Um, there are no wrong questions. When it comes to you being healthy and happy and doing what's right for you, then there's no wrong way to get that information. There's only the wrong information to get. So just, you know, call those hotlines, 
do things anonymously, but take the first step in, in owning whatever questions you might be looking into or whatever topic you might be looking into. Because if you're not ready to talk about it, you shouldn't be thinking of doing it. Okay, thank you very much. I'm Kelly. Now, getting into the question of students aren't informed of and don't know how to use the resources in our community, the USC's Department of Nursing shows that in 2015, Massachusetts, along with other northeastern states, have the lowest pregnancy and STI rates throughout the whole country. So at least the state we live in, we have many resources readily available. We just need to encourage more students to ask. From our research, we found that 91% of students we surveyed at our high school know of resources like Planned Parenthood and their doctor's office, but the numbers go down from there. Only 25% of students knew about CDC, Centers for Disease Control, which is a federal organization under Health and Human Services. Most students surveyed have only heard these resources through a comprehensive sex ed health class. Some students have heard through friends, family, or social media as well. When asked how would you use the resources, most students answered talk to a parent or a trusted adult. 53.6% said they would call or text resources, and 51.8% they would visit a doctor's office. Along with that, Planned Parenthood came out with an article about how teens nationally are uncomfortable with talking to their parents about sex. A whopping 81% of parents feel comfortable talking to their teens about sex, but only 50% of teens actually feel comfortable. When parents are giving their information and guidance, their teens usually only take one point away, which is just have no sex. The statistics given from Guttmacher Institute state that with parents, about 70% of males and 78% of females have talked at least once to their parents about one of the many topics of sex. When asking how to use a condom, 45% of males and 36% of females would ask their parents, and when it came to medical checkups, 45% of teens aged 15 to 17 will spend time alone with their doctors, and when it came to the topic of sex, 12 to 17 year olds would only talk about sex for an average of only 36 seconds. Lastly, in 2010, 78% of teens that identified with the LGBTQ community would look up sexual health online. In those websites, 46% have false information about contraception methods, and 35% that talk about abortion have false information. Back to our school, from our survey, we found that 73.2% of students weren't afraid of talking to family or friends about sexual health, from the students that said yes, there are various answers for why they had the problem talking about it with reasons like it never comes up, I don't need to talk about it because I never have anything to do with sexual health or it's awkward, and I prefer to talk to a professional. But one outcome is not talking to the people you're closest with, which is usually not talking to anyone about it. Teens have many reasons that they choose not to talk to the people that they're close with, and that's okay. Okay, so please introduce yourself. I'm Nurse Dugas, the school nurse here at Sizer School. All right, so what are some resources that you know of from experience? From experience, um, I know of a lot of the really great resources that we have in the area. Um, most of those for our health point of view coming from the Community Health Connection. Um, which is actually right around the corner up at the Burbank campus. Um, they have behavioral and mental health, primary health, they have women's health, dental, vision, everything you could ever need. Um, and the nice thing about it is they have discounted rates 
um, so insurance isn't a problem with that. Um, other resources that we have um, coming to the health office, hopefully by the end of this month, we should have a wall of brochures that have um, tons of information from our other local partners um, for students to be able to access. Great. Um, so from teaching or um, being the nurse, do students know about these resources? The students have an idea about them. Um, I don't always think it's the most clear um, because a lot of the information is there, but it isn't really talked about as much, um, which is why um, as a whole group, the student support team has been working this year um, to better resource our students, meaning that students will be able to make that step to reaching out when they need help instead of going to someone in between always. Mm -hmm. um, so students, do students talk positively or negatively about this or just like they kind of have an idea? I think it's a positive. Once they know what's out there, um, students feel really supported. Um, I feel like students talk negatively about them because a lot of times the information is geared towards, a, it's either the information is geared towards adults or it's geared towards like elementary school kids and being middle school and high school students it kind of puts you in that weird like gap area um, but when the information is presented in a way where students who are in middle school or high school can really understand what it is it makes a lot of the information a lot more positive and the response is a lot more positive mm -hmm. um, so students know about these resources but um from being in the community, do have do you know if students use the resources available? Sometimes, um, sometimes they do, or a lot of times I've seen them work with an adult to get to the resources because a resource such as a new dentist is going to respond to an adult asking for one for their student more than they are going to be answering the phone call of like a 15 year old which is a lot more of an issue for the resource um, for not understanding that our students can advocate really well for themselves um, but we see a lot of students say hey I want this or I need this resource can you help me access it um, so one thing that I'll do often in my office is I'll put the person on speakerphone. So just last week I set up a student with a new dentist um, because they were having a lot of wisdom teeth pain. Um, and so I pulled the dentist right up on the phone and I was like, this is my student talking to so-and-so so that that student can still have that facilitation right with the resource, but that the resource also listens to them first, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you kind of talked about students going to their parents. Do you think students are embarrassed about talking to their parents or, like, using these resources? Sometimes. Um, it depends on the type of resource that it is. Um, and it depends on the relationship that the student has with their parents or with a trusted, um, adult of any kind. Um, something like... A dentist is a lot easier to get the resource for than women's health, um, birth control, contracept contraceptive care, things like that. 
Um, that's why I think it's really important for students to be able to have that trusted adult so that they have someone that they can go to talk to about the really embarrassing stuff that happens um, versus just trying to A, navigate it themselves or B, be suffering and not tell anybody. All right, so that's all we have. Thank you. Thank you. From what we've learned, students aren't aware of the resources in their communities and aren't completely comfortable talking about it with their parents. Students should learn and be comfortable using them, but there are always anonymous hotlines you can call. There are many resources available, some of which we've mentioned. Some helpful ones are Planned Parenthood, local clinics, school counselors, nurses, and health teachers. The National Domestic Violence Hotline, PFLAG, PSYCHUS, the American Sexual Health Association, the CDC, and more. We hope students continue to learn and use these resources available to stay healthy.